एवरीवन वेलकम टू द एपिसोड सिक्स ऑफ पॉडकास्ट सीरीज वेंचर जर्नी आई एम योर होस्ट अभिनव एंड विथ मी आई हैव अ वुमेन लीडर फ्रॉम वेंचर डेट स्पेस जैसमिन हॉब्स जैसमिन थैंक यू फॉर योर टाइम एंड बीइंग हियर विद मी थैंक यू फॉर हैविंग मी अभि इट्स सच अ प्लेजर टू इंट्रोड्यूस जैसमिन शी इज अ सीनियर टेक बैंकर एट द बिजनेस डेवलपमेंट बैंक ऑफ कनाडा She works extensively with emerging innovation companies and provides both financial and consulting solution to entrepreneurs and serves as a champion for both technology industry and women entrepreneurs. Jasmine is well known in the Canadian industry for her astute ability to determine the credibility of a business management team and the potential for a commercialization and success. So Jasmine, jumping on the topic now. What is a venture debt? and why startups often see debt as something dangerous <laughs> that's a good question to start with and i think in my experience of doing this as i travel around the tech ecosystem and i talk to companies it's the thing that's just not on the top of their minds it's culturally in the industry people gravitate to venture capital that's that's the way it's been that's what's thought of What the companies um, don't realize right off the bat is that there are in, uh, alternatives to capitalize a company, and some very, very viable alternatives. And often, capitalizing a tech company consists of a multi-pronged approach that consists of equity, friends, family, um, angels, and debt of different sorts. The great thing about debt is it doesn't dilute and it gives you flexibility and you can also uh, very much bring other investors to the table at the same time. So certainly um it's just not been that well known that this is a way to go, but my job and my colleagues were here to tell everybody, "Hey, consider your options. They can be very very useful." So How do you weigh a debt versus equity in terms of cost and efforts for an entrepreneur? Okay, well, there there are definitely benefits to both and many many of the companies that we work with indeed do have both. Um not every one of them, but certainly many of them. So debt obviously what debt does is it allows you to get some capital into the company, to execute on your plans and really to just pay back principal and interest um without having to consult the lender on management decisions giving up a big piece of the pie for your company you really have the ability to gain capital without giving up control without diluting without giving up equity venture capital um obviously you are giving up a piece of your pie and you do have to go to your investors to consult them on all your decisions Now that's not always a bad thing because hopefully those who those companies that do have venture capital and are um bringing investors into the company they have very strategic reasons for doing so and it is going to be good but um certainly venture debt gives you a different alternative with some additional capital that certainly has some very very significant benefits to consider following up on this question how does it exactly work and when you say venture debt doesn't take a piece of a pie So what are the additional things which a venture debt need does is there any collaterals any personal guarantees Sure venture debt can certainly include um some personal guarantees uh they may not be collateralized personal guarantees or they may be in certain cases but for the most part I would say venture debt um works on no more non-collateralized personal guarantees 
Um, however, they may not always be there, so that's certain cases. Every, um, every financing transaction is certainly structured differently and is customized to the company. Uh, but I think the most important feature is the minimization of dilution so and the loss of control that you potentially have when you bring in investors. And as I'm saying, I'm not knocking venture capital, but it certainly allows you to retain ownership and control, that, that's venture debt. And in doing so, it allows you to execute on your company plans in a certain way that you want to um, without uh, interfering with that. It's capital coming in that is um, very, very flexible and for the most part, non-restrictive. So when you say it's generally non-collateralized PG personal guarantee, so what's the difference between a collateralized personal guarantee and a non-collateralized personal guarantee? Uh, a collateralized personal guarantee is a guarantee that is directly tied to a shareholder's personal assets. So for example, if you borrow money and it's collateralized against your home, if, uh, if it is collateralized and you, for some reason there is a business failure, uh, then a, um, a shareholder of a company uh, may stand to lose their home. A non-collateralized guarantee, the difference is that it is not directly collateralized against personal assets, and so it certainly does not negate liability, but it um, it's not a direct tie to the shareholder's personal assets. How does that exactly work? So, if, for example, I'm an entrepreneur and I take a venture debt, and it's a non-collateralized personal guarantee, and for, for say, whatever reasons my startup fails. How does venture debt collect some money if it has like non-collateralized PG? Uh, well, we would certainly go to shareholders and um, look to make plans to get paid. Uh, the difference with collateralized personal guarantees is that when companies fail, if there's collateralized guarantees, then the the guarantee comes into effect and the asset is seized. So it's, it's quite a big difference in terms of a short-term uh, direct strategy compared to a long-term strategy to work things out. Oh, that's interesting. So is venture debt purely a debt instrument or there can be any other exciting elements with it like a safe instruments or maybe an equity Yes, venture debt can certainly have some um, equity features. Uh, at times there might be an equity kicker, uh, but for the most part, a lot of it is repayment of principal and interest, uh, but on very unique terms. So oftentimes it can mean delaying payments for a year, for two years, uh, principal payments that is, and then repaying, it could be monthly, it could be balloon payments, it, it um, could be seasonal. So it... Um, it's not always on terms that uh, uh, are common to um, term debt loans, but um, certainly customized to a company, uh, to a company's life cycle and cash flow cycle. And that's what venture debt lenders are really trying to do: is put money into the company now and customizing the repayment to match their growth and their life cycle and cash flow cycle, so that it makes sense. So, following up on this again, startups generally raise equity based on the future cash flows. So if I have to, if a startup has to go and knock the door of venture debt, what things they should be cautious or they should pre-consider before even going to a venture debt? That's a very good question. So preparation is definitely key. It doesn't matter who you're speaking to, whether it's venture capitalists, uh, venture debt, or 
debt financiers of any sort, um, preparation is key. And unfortunately, one of the big common, common mistakes that I see among entrepreneurs of all sorts is that um, they're not prepared enough when they come in for the conversations. So the basics, regardless of who you're talking to, uh, is obviously to have the business plan, the projections, a good, clear understanding of the revenue model and um, the, 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 the assumptions, especially behind the revenue model and the forecasts and the cash flow and a synopsis of the team. And uh, having all of these things ready and available uh, as you come in for your conversations, not expecting to have the conversation first and then go prepare. No, it's the other way around. Prepare first and come in for conversations. It will certainly put you much further ahead, 10 steps ahead. Okay. And how important is it to have existing cash flows than just predicted cash flows? Um, well, what you have to be able to show is it's a combination. So in venture debt uh, financing models, we are certainly looking ahead to the next 12 to 24 months, most of the time, to see what the cash flow is going to look like. Now, at the time of doing the financing transactions, it is much of the time not there yet, but we want to understand why do you think it will be there? And that has to be a reasonable story. Is it, what are you doing? Why do you expect? It's not just pie in the sky uh, projections. And actually, I spend a lot of time as a venture debt lender analyzing uh, companies' projections and working on different case scenarios with them, looking at the most conservative, the middle ground, and the most aggressive. Um, so it's certainly an understanding of what's going to happen in the future is really a huge part. And yes, it is taking it is taking a lot of risk on what is happening ahead, but the risk is combined with a as good as you can understanding of why. So what is your mindset while you fund a startup? Or I would say what time is the most relevant for a startup to come and ask for a venture debt? Typically when the company is hitting the market and uh, they're commercializing and they are starting to generate revenues is a great time. That being said, us venture debt lenders, myself included, spend a lot of time with companies at all life stages. So we certainly can put venture debt into um, companies that are more mature. Uh, we can look at companies that are pre-revenue. Uh, what's most common is when companies are entering the commercialization stage and they're getting to market. If it's too pre-revenue, it's kind of very early to determine what exactly is going to happen. Are you going to get through your MVP? How's the trials going to go? How's your Kickstarter campaign going to go? All that sort of stuff. So it, um, hitting the commercialization space and generating revenues is uh, really the time when the product market fit's starting to come into play. And we can see that that is, I would say, the most common time. It's not to say that we're not going to look earlier or later, but um, that's when we see the most companies. Uh, but much of what we do in the community as value add is spending time with those earlier stage companies as well, uh, giving them the information to let them know, okay, one day, how do you get funded? How do you prepare? And of course, later stage companies always need money as well because uh, and executing, sometimes the more successful you are, the more tighter cash flow is because you, you have that shortfall. So it's a um, combination of things, but certainly um, the time before uh, you're fully generating cash flow and profitable, and, but your hitting market is, is, um, is really where it's at. 
and again from entrepreneur's perspective how should they choose their venture partner venture debt partner specifically and is there any other value that they bring in apart from just putting in the money most definitely um one of the things that i always advise entrepreneurs is to seek out smart money and smart partners so it's not just money coming into the table onto the table it's um what what is the other strategic value that a partner is bringing whether that's a vc or a venture debt partner um what for, for example some key things to consider are uh if you are considering debt for your tech company uh, how handcuffed are you going to be or not by the lender that's coming to the table so are you going to be able to seek other types of capital are they going to be friendly are they going to postpone are they going to subordinate um or are you going to be tied up such that you can't seek out equity and that you can't seek out other lenders and you can't seek out a bank a regular bank when the appropriate time comes uh, so the flexibility looking down the road what happens in the event of default other resources that they might bring to the table do they offer strategic advice and consulting is there additional support who is your partner really and the the holistic picture is really something very very important to look at um as you consider having the capital at the table and what that will mean to you not just today 6 months from now 2 years from now 3 years from now uh etc so coming back to you how do you and when i say you it's like everyone in the venture debt space like funnel the startups Oh well that that is a blanket approach so part of what i do and my peers in the industry uh when you are in the venture debt and venture capitalist space and i think i can say this for um almost all of us because i see my peers out there uh you really it's it's almost a lifestyle in this business in terms of the the way that you are involved and saturated in the tech ecosystem and the tech community uh those of us that are in the business we became so passionate to being with companies and being at incubators and being at all the tech events and helping these companies and and there is a certain energy that um that we feel uh, every time we get engaged with up and coming companies which is all the time so in terms of funneling um it as i said it's a blanket approach where we are out in the tech ecosystem daily weekly um all throughout the year engaging in all the players and incubation hubs and all the other places that um build great tech companies and meet with them when they're in, in the embryonic stage to get a real feel for who's coming up who's doing what where we should be keeping our eyes and then working with them uh, in different ways all along the company's life cycle uh, there's nobody i know in this business that is not exceedingly passionate and out there all the time that that is even remotely successful it's it's very much um a lifestyle that uh you are so close to the companies and the ecosystem all the time and providing as much value um at many many different points and how long does it take to get a startup venture debt funded what's the turnaround time there there's a big variation in that um so it can be as quickly as a few weeks would be the quickest that I've ever seen it gone and that's obviously a company that has some preparedness behind it and has their plan in order their people in order has the projections the cash flow forecast and, and a number of different items that certainly make it 
uh, go very quickly and expedite things. Um, at other companies, they have to reach certain metrics because many, many companies that we meet, they may not be ready today, but it doesn't mean they won't be ready tomorrow or three months from now or by the summer. And so part of what um, we all do is keep in touch with the companies, uh, let them know what they have to do, uh, monitor their metrics and have ongoing uh, numerous ongoing relationships and dialogues and support to help them get to where they need to go upon meeting uh, certain metrics within the company themselves. Awesome. So, and bringing out of my experience in India, I've seen a common trend that venture debt gets infused in a startup when a company is like recently funded, like series A, B, C, D. And it's immediately after that, the venture debt partners come in picture and they fund the startups. Is there any similar trend within Canada as well, which you see? Uh, there is certainly some similarities to India, most definitely. And there's also models that are becoming different. So, um, you know, they, they're, they, the landscape is changing and many new things are happening. And the models of what comes in when is certainly, and who's coming in when is certainly changing. So I won't name names, but I can tell you... Uh, my peers and myself, uh, we're, we're changing constantly. What was being done last year and was the norm uh, is changed to this year, and I know will change next year. So the industry is changing. Here in Toronto, we are truly becoming Silicon North. We are seeing some world-class tech companies being bred and born in this city and at a very, very rapid pace. And uh, the models, the financing models are changing to, to match that ongoing constantly. Thank you, Jasmine. I think the discussion has been very insightful. I would again like to thank you for your time and sharing your thoughts here. And with this, I would like to conclude the episode six of Venture Journey. Stay tuned for more updates. Mm-hmm.